say you lift me up. Please be seated. Praise the Lord. Can anybody identify with that this afternoon? In the fullness of his grace, in the power of his love, he lifted us up. The psalmist said he lifted me out of the marry clay, out of the muck and the marrow of sin and shame, and he established my going. He placed my feet up on a solid rock. God, you lift me up. You are my strength. I used to think I had some strength. I ain't had no strength. Physically, spiritually, mentally, I was weak in all areas. But God, you are my strength. You are my hope. You are my peace. You are my comfort. You are my joy. You are my all in all. God, we love you today. In the name of Jesus, we give God glory. We magnify your name. Father, won't you bless today? God, thank you. You've already blessed. Hallelujah. God, there's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. And I know that it's the spirit of the Lord. So, Father, thank you for allowing us to come to this point. Thank you for the songs of praise and worship. Thank you for the study on this morning from, from your word, God. Psalms 9, the writer explaining and exhorting others to, to, to know who you are. God, we say thank you. Thank you for your word that we've hid in our hearts that we might not sin against you. So, Father, we thank you how you have kept us, how you have protected us during this pandemic, during these uncertain times and so many other things. God, you've been there all the time. You said you would never leave us nor forsake us, that you would be with us always, even until the end of the age. So, Father, we stand on your word today and just ask your blessings upon your word as we just open up your word for these next few moments to share with the people of God, to share with myself and the people of God your word. God wants you anointed right now in the name of Jesus. We bless you and we thank you, Lord. And Father, as we go into this word, look on Mother Lee in the hospital, Lord. Bless her right now in the name of Jesus. Be a covenant keeper, oh God. So we bless you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let the church say amen. Praise amen. the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. You know, we are blessed beyond measure. When we just think about it, we are blessed. The Lord God has blessed us abundantly. Not only with health and strength, not only with a place to lay our head and food on our tables and such, but he has blessed us with salvation. He has blessed us with the Holy Spirit. He has blessed us with hope that's beyond the sky. We are blessed beyond measure. We serve an awesome God. He's a mighty God. Like mother, one of the sisters used to say back in the day, he's a mighty good God. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. You know, I remember some of the mothers used to say, uh, I was a wretch undone. I said, now what was that? <laughs> kept reading the word, kept hearing the word. I said, I'm one of them. I was raggedy, toe up from the floor up, as they say, but God, but God, yeah. thank God for that conjunction, but God delivered me. Jesus delivered me. Why should I be bound? Mm -hmm. Tell me why should I be bound? Amen. Amen. So uh, I tell you, I, my, my heart is full, you know, um, just thinking about the goodness of the Lord. Sometimes we think about what could have been, what should have been, maybe. But God had mercy upon us. <laughs> Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. So many times. How many times have the Lord delivered us? And not only things from what we've seen, but from things we didn't even know about. God was there all the time. So God does nothing because he has nothing else to do. Everything that God does has purpose. We have purpose. You have purpose. I have purpose. God has a purpose for us in our lives, in this world today, in this time that we're living in. He's almighty God. He hasn't changed. 
He's the same God who spoke and the universe leapt into existence. He haven't changed. We heard in the word this morning as uh, Brother Chucky was teaching and they went to the book of Job and, and God answered, uh, spoke to Job out of a whirlwind. And said, man, where were you when I created all of this? Yeah. By the time he got through with Job, Job said, I put my hands over my mouth. <laughs> you're too awesome for me. You're too high. You're too mighty. But God, what I'm going to do is trust you because that same Job who couldn't answer the questions, he said, God, I heard about you with the hearing of the ear. But now I've seen you with my own eyes. Have anybody seen the Lord today? Amen. Has he illuminated in, in your, your eyesight? Has he, he made himself known to you in your heart, down in your sanctified soul? You know that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Ain't that a blessing? Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I, I listen to uh, uh, Brother Mark as he reads scriptures, and I, I hear the anointing of the Holy Spirit in, 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 in his voice and, and the love for God that's radiating around him. And I say, God, thank you. That's nobody but you. When I hear Brother David get up and just open his mouth, or whether it's in front of us or sitting on a seat, say, God, you're an awesome God. You are mighty God. You, you pour out your spirit upon your people. You anoint your people. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So anyway, I'm excited today. Praise the Lord. Amen. I, David said, I'll bless the Lord at all times. See? And his praises shall continually be in my mouth. Say, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. And he goes on to say, I ain't by myself. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Why don't y'all magnify the Lord with me today? And let us exalt his name together. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be praised. How the early in the morning will we seek the Lord. Hallelujah. Lay down at night. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Let me try to share with you all what the Lord put on my heart today. Because, see, we came from somewhere. Anybody in here to, uh, at home in Zoom land, on Facebook land, if you was born saved, raise your hand or put it in the chat. <clears throat> chat will probably be empty for the rest of the day. <laughs> see, but we, we came from somewhere. And some of us from darker places than others, but we all was lost in sin. Separated from the commonwealth of Israel. Lost without God or his son, and he reached out his hand for us. And so we have a testimony. See, that's where the subject comes from today. He wants us to believe. Hello, somebody. Now, there's a, who is he? Who is he? he he's talk, we're talking about Jesus. We're talking about the Lord God of Israel. We're talking about creator God. He wants us to believe. Isn't that something? And why does he want us to believe? So that others will believe. So that we can share the grace of God with others. I look around the ministry, the sanctuary right now, and I see the different gifts and ministries that's in this house and how different ones are ministering in their own areas and their own capacities and reaching out to women and men and boys and girls uh, in, in homeless shelters and in prisons and, and telling folks how great God is. And you can't talk about how great God is if he's not great to you. But when you know, it's just like a man trying to sell, uh, you know, what they call them little smart cars. And he used to sell Mercedes his whole life. And now he's going to try to sell you on a smart car. He can't do it. He know this thing ain't no good. You, 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 you know, somebody trying to back up and park their car, parallel park, and hit that thing. And he, so in all good conscience, he but when you, but when you know that you know that you know. When you know who your God is, you, you know who saved you, you know who delivered you, you know who healed your broken heart, you know who cured your loneliness, you know who paid your rent. You can't help but give him praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and it's for somebody else. You know, Brother Chucky was saying this morning how Calvary Chapel, they went out to the neighborhood door to door and they knocked on a woman's door and, 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 and introduced themselves as the, as the people of God. And the woman said, I've been praying that God would send somebody by you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. He hears and answers prayer. And I don't care what kind of mess we get ourselves into, God is greater than our mess. And when he delivers you, you ought to tell somebody. Praise God. Amen. So <laughs> that's what we used to call 
testimony service. Mother David, she was, she was old. She passed when she, I believe she was 102. And she didn't say testimony. She called it testimony. She said, she said, I got a testimony in this little heart of mine. But she would always talk about the goodness of the Lord. She would quote the whole chapter of Matthew 5 without missing a stroke. Why? Because the word was down in her heart. She knew in whom she had believed, and she would tell it everywhere she went. See, testimony back in the Holiness Church, you had testimony service. And the, I'm sure the thought behind it was good. But somewhere it got, the, it, in the shovel, it got lost. And folks started testifying about, testifying about the cats and dogs and what the devil is doing and what the neighbor, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. That is not glorifying God. Testifying is just like preaching. Preaching, you telling folks and, and sharing what God can do, what he, what, 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 uh, who he is. Preaching, but testifying is saying what God has done for you. You letting somebody know what God has done for you. And sometimes you'll leave people with their mouth wide open. Say, no, not Dolores Jackson. You know, oh, not Ben to you. <laughs> no, don't tell me that. Not Pastor Jones. Not, not Brother Perry, formerly Augie Doggy. No. <laughs> Something done happened. There's a great change that have come over us. It's the spirit of the living God. It's, it's our gracious Savior who saw us where we were, and he saved us out of a world of sin, of sin and shame, and so we got to tell it. I can't wait, and I, I, I solicited prayers for all the saints. we got a handful of folks going into Chino prison, but Brother David, my heart is fixed, and my mind is made up, and I'm ready to get out on the yard and tell those inmates who Jesus is. Mm. All right. He wants us to believe. What, is, what does it mean to believe? You know, uh, from Wester's point of view, uh, of course, you know, Wester got, they, they thought pattern of what, what it means, but also, but we know that to believe, it means to have faith in God. Uh, there's one thought that says, believe is used in the New Testament of the conviction and trust to which a man is impelled by a certain inner and higher prerogative and law of the soul. In short, this, is a, this relationship with the Lord whom we believe in is more than a, a head knowledge. This is a heartfelt knowledge. This is a no-soul salvation. Uh, uh, Job said, I know that my Redeemer lives. And he'll stand at the latter day upon the earth, even after the skin worms have destroyed this body, yet in my flesh will I see God. For God we live, for God we die. It, it's a, it's, this is a, a relationship. This is a, a knowing. This is a, an assurity. This is, this, is, this, is, this is the ultimate that anyone can do is to give their life to Jesus. Thank God. You know, he covered my mind when I was crazy and drunk and hurt and angry and miserable. He wouldn't let me talk to the Muslims. I'd get mad and run them off. He'd run the Jehovah Witnesses off. Run the Christians off. Wasn't but, but God kept me. He kept my mind. He had a plan for me. And I said, God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. So look, let me quit testifying because I, I did, again, I tell you, I'm just, a, uh, I'm really, the older I get and the longer and the more of God's word that I read and understand, it is overwhelming, God's love, God's mercy and God's grace. So let me get into the word. You know, Hebrews 11 and 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Who is him? We're talking about the Lord. Amen. He wants us to believe. But without faith, it is impossible to, to please him. For he who comes to God must 
must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who carefully, diligently seek him. Thank you, God. And, you know, he puts the seek in us. He puts the seek in us. I wasn't a bit more thinking about God than a man in the moon. I start having visions and dreams and, and situ, like Pastor Jones said, situations. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, what is going on here? What's happening? I can't sleep. I can't think. I can't, but, but God was wooing me. Wooing me to himself. And he began to show me some things. And the more he showed me, the more I kind of went, headed toward that light that looked to be so dim. And he got me into a place where I started hearing the word of God. And in the word of God, I saw Jesus. And he saved me. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Has anybody been rewarded by the Lord? Amen. He is my reward. Heaven is mine. We used to sing an old song, Oh, heaven. Heaven is mine. Folks would get happy and say, heaven is a holy place. Heaven is mine. They get to a point, they say, don't you want to go to heaven? Heaven is mine. <laughs> you know what? When I step out of this life, I'm going to step into his presence. These old eyes I've been having trouble with here lately and seeing all kind of wiggly stuff going around and ain't as sharp as it was a few weeks ago. But you know what? I heard the teacher talking this morning. First thing we do is worship God. Amen. First thing we do is give God praise and glory. And then with, with prayer and supplication, petition, we make our request known. Un, with thanksgiving, we make our request known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Well, the, the Lord took me to this passage today, John chapter 4, uh, verse uh, 46 through 54. Uh, let, let's, let's go there and look at this. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, so Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee where he had made the water wine. Remember that? Uh, matter of fact, I think we shared on that a uh, uh, couple of months ago. Uh, the first miracle that Jesus did was at a wedding feast in Cana of Galilee. So many implications of that, but he put his stamp of approval on the marriage relationship. So Jesus came to do the will of his father. We today should be here to do the will of our father. We should work while it's day because the night is coming when no man can work. Your night may be different than mine, but while the blood is running warm in our veins, we need to be about our father's business. So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee where he had made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick in Capernaum. A certain nobleman. Could have been a centurion. Could have been somebody with some uh, uh, pomp and, and splendor about him. Had some authority. Had a position. I don't care what your position is. You can have some trouble. I don't care how high and lofty you might think you are. If somebody have elevated you, you're going to have some trouble and you're going to need Jesus. Get to a point in life where it can't nothing help you. Nobody can help you but God. It's good to know that. In, in the meantime, I'll, I'll take the little medications with headaches. You know, I'll call on a friend or whatever, you know, to a degree. But at the end of the day, that's going to come a time and a situation that where it won't not, can't nobody fix it but God. And we have to know that. We have to know that in the good time. Because I don't care how much money a person has, how much clout they have, it's going to come a time where it's going to be that man or woman and God. See, he wants us to believe so others will believe. So Jesus came again to, to Cain of Galilee where he had made the water wine and there was a certain nobleman who, whose son was sick at Capernaum. Jesus is making the rounds. Back, he came back to Cain of Galilee Here's a, sin, here's a nobleman with a son that's sick, and Capernaum is about 16 and a half miles away from Cana of Galilee. 
But when you got a tr you got trouble and you need the Lord, ain't no mountain too high. Ain't no valley too low. Ain't no distance too far to keep me from getting to the Lord. I'm going to go where I can get help from. My help come from and my help come from the Lord. So this man had a problem. The Bible says his son was sick at Capernaum. So I don't know if the man was walking or he got on his old donkey. But he heard that Jesus was in Cana of Galilee. He looked and he saw, let me, let me keep reading because watch this. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he, the nobleman, went to him, went to Jesus, and implored him, begged him, urged him, pleaded with him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. He didn't mention no kind of disease. He didn't know what, all he knew, his son was at the point of death. And he got them busy and he headed toward Jesus. Is that where we go first? Or do we go to Facebook first? You know, do, do, you know, do we go to Instagram? Do, do we get on the phone and call somebody? But, but when, when trouble come our way, we need to find our way to Jesus. And I don't care who think you crazy, go to Jesus anyway. See, so, so verse 27 says, when he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea to Galilee, he went and implored him uh, to come down, and watch this, to come down and to heal his son. You think he had heard something? You think he had heard folks talking and testifying about this he, this, people want who is he that's healing folks? Who is he that's giving sight to the blind? Who is he that's raising the dead? Who, who, it, it, it's Jesus of Nazareth. And so he came to Jesus. And, and, and his son was at the point of death. Then watch this. Then Jesus said to him, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. That's pretty deep now. And this, this passage gets a little deeper. I mean, it ain't going to take long to get through it. But, but just let's chew on some of this. Because what are we looking for? You know. Then Jesus said to him, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. Believe what? Believe what? See? He, the subject is he wants us to believe. So others can believe. Believe what? Believe the word of God which, which proclaims and shows forth who Jesus is. Remember over in John 20 somewhere when Jesus uh, before Pilate he said I come to testify to the truth. He said unless you see signs and wonders unless you see miracles you ain't going to believe. Listen. The Lord always is taking us to a higher place. He's taking us to a place of deeper understanding. He, he's, he's getting us in a place where we can hear from him. He, he's taking us, he allows us to be in a place to where we, we have to trust him and hinge on every word. Every word of God is right, hallelujah, to his name. There's stuff in the Bible I used to pass by because, oh yeah, yeah, just a bunch of names, bunch of names, you know, and the Lord said, no, you go back and read it. Because there's something in there for you. Praise God. So the nobleman said to him, Sir, come down before my child die. Jesus, I hear what you're saying. Folks ain't going to believe unless they see a sign. But I, I, I'm, I'm come, I've come 16 and a half miles. And my son is dying. Won't you just heal my son? Have you ever had one of those things where you don't know what to do, you don't know which way to turn, you need some help, and you know that only God can help you. It can be situations in your home, only God can help you. With the children, only God can, in your body, 
See, the nobleman said to him, sir, come down. Watch this. Before my child dies. He's dying. Won't you come down? I can hear the man's heart saying, I don't want to lose my son. I love my son. He's dying. And these doctors can't help. And I don't have enough money. And my status as a nobleman won't help me. Won't you come before he dies? Wow. Verse 50. Jesus said to him, go your way. Your son lives. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See, it's nothing like the word of the Lord. It's nothing like when God speaks to you. It will hit a place where nothing else can hit. He said, go your way, your son lives. Listen to this close. So the man believed. What did he believe? He believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. At this point, he believed the way he, that he comes in desperate need, 16 and a half miles. He gets to Jesus. Jesus tells him, your son lives. Oh, God. My God. Thank you. As he was now going down. The next verse. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. Watch this, verse 51. And as he was now going down. Let me finish reading this verse. This, this verse. His servants met him and told him, saying, your son lives. So he heard the word of God. Your son lives. Sister Patricia, I guess he got in a hurry and he started heading back toward Capernaum, where his son was dying. He heard the word, he believed the word, and he said, I'm headed back home. But you know what? Sometimes folks can see your blessing and they get in a hurry. Somebody can see what God is doing in your life and they start rejoicing. So listen what happened. So, so it says, and, 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 and as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, your son lives. So the servants had left the house, had headed that way to Cana of Galilee to tell him that your son is living. He was on his way leaving Cana of Galilee, going back to Capernaum to see about his son, who is now, he was hoping, was living. Believed that he was going to live. Verse 52 then, then he inquired. He said, I can, can you imagine this picture? He said, wait a minute, them the servant. What y'all coming out here for? And, and maybe y'all should have been there with my son. No, they, he's, so here they come. Then he inquired of them. Uh, uh, they said, your son lives. That means he's not dying. Your son lives. Whatever was happening, it wasn't happening no more. The fever could have been 120. He was 98.6 or 8. He, he could have been not breathing, barely breathing, but all of a sudden he was breathing. You know death when you see it. They came to him and said, your son lives. <laughs> Praise God. I don't know about you, but I might would have cut some dirt, some dust in the dirt right out there in the middle of the road. Because I've heard the word. Jesus said, your son is going to live. And then here comes some confirmation. Your son lives. See, he wants us to believe. And why? So someone else can believe. Look, watch this. And so uh, they said, your son lives. Then he inquired of them the hour when he got better. Y'all tell me, what time was it when he got better? My Lord. And, and they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. Hmm. Verse 53. So the father knew. The father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said to him, your son lives. I can't even, let me get this straight. When did you all say my boy got better? When did the fever leave? They told him, well, I don't know, three o'clock. He said, that, that's the same time Jesus said. You see, you don't have to see 
the hand coming out of the wall and doing Jesus' word, the word of God will get the job done. The Lord, no, he don't, we don't have to call him down. He's already here. What is it going to take for us to believe the word of God? Amen. Are we waiting? Let me finish this out. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but are we waiting? Do we believe God when we see the evidence of the prayer? Are we believing God before we see the manifestation? Do we take God in his word? He said, I am the Lord God who heals you of all manner of sickness and disease. I'm the God who, 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 who sees and who knows who you are and where you are and what you're going through. I'm the God that's able to raise the dead. Do we believe that when stuff don't look like that's what's going to happen? So then he inquired of them the hour when, when he got better. And they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, uh, and, he, and the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said to him, your son lives. Now listen to this. This is what really got me. And he himself believed and his whole household. Okay, what made up the household? Servants, children, wife. But not only that, see, when Jesus told him your son lives, he believed the word. He was desperate. He got to the place he wanted to be. He got to Jesus. He made his plea. Jesus said, your son lives. He believed the word. He went headed back to where his boy was. But now he come to find out everything is all right. And so then it said, and, and he himself believed. Now what is he? He believing more than he was when Jesus told him, your son lives. And he believed the word. Now the manifestation has come. He believed. And what happened when he believed? He began to tell the servants. They probably said, he got some work for us. No, I ain't got no work for y'all. Then come on, let me tell you about this man named Jesus. No doubt the boy who was on his deathbed with a very high fever, he may have kneeled down at the bed unless the boy was already out playing. Say, let me tell you, son, what happened to you? It wasn't happenstance. It wasn't, it wasn't no, no hocus pocus diamond nocus. It was Jesus who turned your fever around, who raised you up off of your deathbed. So he, he believed and his, his whole household. What did they believe? That Jesus is Lord. That Jesus is a healer. That God is love. That he is sovereign and he's in control. They believed. Then again, the verse, last verse then again, in the is this again is the second sign, the second miracle Jesus did when he had come out of Judea into Galilee. Can you imagine the word getting out? Because I would imagine the, the neighbors next door knew the boy was dying. The folks down the street knew that the boy was dying. But here, the boy ain't dying no more. What happened? Jesus. Jesus, I can hear the man maybe getting a little bold. So if you're sick, if your son or daughter or your mule or donkey is dying, call on Jesus. If the Romans is giving you trouble, find your way to Jesus. He'll fix it for you. He'll work it out. He wants us to believe so that others can believe. Uh, uh, you remember when uh, the disciples <laughs> couldn't cast out the demon, the boy who was demon-possessed, and they, they, they tried everything and nothing happened. The folks said, why couldn't, your, why couldn't your disciples cast out the devil? Mark 9, 22 through 24, jumping in toward the end of the narrative, and often, because the boy, here's what it said that the boy was happening to him, and often he was thrown he has thrown him both in the fire and into the water to destroy him. The boy was demon-possessed. <coughs> the daddy didn't know what to do. Excuse me. He says, but if you can do anything, the father, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Y'all still with me? 
If you can do anything, have compassion on us. Do anyone today need compassion? <clears throat> Anybody in the house need help? Thank you, brother. Anybody in the house need help? Have compassion on us and help us. <clears throat> Jesus said to him, if you can believe, Jesus said to him, <clears throat> If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Jesus wants us to believe so that others can believe. All things are possible to him that believe. And so he says, immediately, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. He said, there's some times where I just don't believe. I, I believe that who you are. I believe that you're God who created the heavens and the earth. And, but God, here's a situation, and, and, and sometimes I'm not feeling it. He said, help my unbelief. And the Lord helped his unbelief because he said, you deaf and dumb spirit, come out of the boy. And the boy, and the devil threw him around and convulsed him there, and the, and the devil came out. Can you imagine the father of that boy? He going to tell somebody. My boy was in a situation couldn't nobody help. We were scared of him. And this man, Jesus, he came by and he cast the devil out. And they said, why couldn't your disciples do it? So because these things come out by much prayer and fasting. So what is God saying to the church today? We need to be praying. We need to be fasting. We need to be studying. We need to be holding on to God's unchanging hand. We need to have a death grip on the Lord Jesus Christ in 2021 because we are living in unprecedented times. And I, I'm not going to believe until, uh, I'm not going to wait to believe till I see God fix it. My God can, it's already fixed. My God is in control. He is sovereign. He holds the whole world in the palm of his hand. He told me to occupy till he come. He told me to trust him and never doubt. He will work it out. Remember those song, Jesus will work it out? <laughs> Watch out, Amanda. See, praise God. Look, John 4, same chapter, just up a little bit further. The Samaritan woman. Thank you, God. Jesus had compassion on her. Saw the need and all, and all them, all them, hey, none of them men been your husband. In verse 39, and many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. So he wants us to believe so others can be. This woman who, who was in, in dire straits, uh, she when she was freed up by the Lord Jesus, she went to town and told all the Samaritans, listen, y'all got to come see this man who told, told me everything about me. And so it goes on to say, and so when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. I wonder what Jesus was doing for two days other than going through the scripture, other than loving them, other than opening up their mind and their understanding. And, 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 and here's the despised people that the Jews had no dealing with. And Jesus, the Jew, sitting right in the midst of them. My God, you're talking about love. And, and, and so many, many more believed because of his own word. And they said to the woman, now we believe. My Lord, we ain't got time. But something caused some of us to believe that's sitting up in here now. Something happened. Something transpired. A word came to us. Somebody came to us. Somebody prayed for us. Something happened. God said, help our way. And, and so, so they said, uh, and many more believed because of his own word. Then they said to the woman, now we believe not because of what you said. For we ourselves, we ourselves have heard him. And we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. You cannot be confronted with Jesus and don't get the picture. 
Thank you, Lord. He wants to see us saved. He wants us to, he wants to see us delivered. Praise God. One other scripture. You remember Doubting Thomas? Everybody, everybody get down on Doubting Thomas. And they would have been just like him. A lot of them would have, huh? <laughs> you know. And because remember, Thomas had said, I won't believe until I can see the wounds in his hand, the, the, the peers in my putting my fingers in the side. I, I ain't going to believe. See, y'all just said all this stuff, but I ain't seen nothing. See, th but thank God we walk by faith and not by sight. And Thomas answered and said to him, because Jesus, get this picture. The disciples with all their manliness were scared to death. Hiding in the house with the door locked. And who pops in on them? Literally, Jesus, right through the door. And the first thing Jesus had to say to them, fear not. You seen those cartoons of where they, like, ah, you know, and they, they went through the wall. He said, fear not. And, and so when Jesus showed himself to them, Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. He ain't had to touch nothing. <laughs> All that he had said before was out the window. Sometimes we've, had, we've said stuff in our hearts, in our minds, and out of our mouth. We need to throw that stuff away because God is so much greater. Then Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Listen to this. This is where we come in. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> wow. <clears throat> I haven't seen Jesus. I've seen in the day pictures that people painted or uh, whatever in their mind. But I haven't seen Jesus. Uh, and, and, and I don't so much go by feelings, but he has shown himself to me. Thank you, Lord. He revealed himself to me. He revealed himself to me, a man who said he'll never cry again. And he began to deal with me. Tears began to run down my face. I jumped up one day and I said, Lord, if you're really there, if you say, if, if, you, if you heal my body, I'll serve you the balance of my days. And I'm talking about wham! I mean, he healed me on the spot in Open Door Church of God in Christ on the fourth row on the west side of the church that day. And I've been with the Lord ever since. You know, it's good when you make your commitment to Jesus, you stay there. I don't care who comes, what come your way, what situations come your way, what heartaches and pain. You stay with Jesus. Because he's the one who rescued you. He's the one who saved you. He's the one who filled you with the Holy Spirit. He's the one who gave you great and precious promises. He's the one who wrote your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. He's the one who threw your sins in the sea of forgetfulness. Don't let go of God's unchanging hand. My Lord today. <clears throat> so... And Jesus, and truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples. Why? So they could tell somebody else. Which were not written in the book. I don't believe, Pastor Jones, there's a book big enough to hold all that Jesus has done. But all I want to say to the saints today, keep on testifying. Keep on living for the Lord. God, don't, you know, every testimony is not for everybody at every time, but we need to be led and controlled by the spirit of the living God that when the opportunity arises, we can let some wayfaring man or woman know that Jesus is Lord. This is what he's done for me. This is what he can do for you. If you don't believe it, I dare you to check it out. God will bless you. He'll save the sin-sick soul. He'll heal you. He'll turn your dark yesterdays into bright tomorrows. He'll do it for you. He'll, he'll take the frown off your face and give you a smile. You don't have to go around looking like a gorilla chewing lemons. Amen. You can be that little lamb. Oh, y'all got a visual on that one, huh? Pray, praise God. Amen. I've been redeemed. I've been redeemed.
I've been bought with a price. Mm -hmm. Sister Man, do you know that song, I've Been Redeemed? And he's jogging the last part of my words. Keep going, Pastor. I've been redeemed. Bought with the price. Jesus has saved my whole life. Yes, that's it, that's it. so thankful oh what a blessing it is to know that we've been redeemed bought with a price oh thank you Lord the price was so high all the gold and silver and all the world and all through time was not enough to buy one soul but oh God we're thankful there was a price the blood of Jesus was enough we thank you today, God, for the blood. Oh, we thank you, Lord, for the blood. The blood that cleanses us. It reaches to the highest mountain. Flows to the lowest valley. The blood keeps on cleansing. I've been redeemed. We thank you today, God. We thank you for the word of God this, this afternoon. We thank you, Father, for your word. Your word is powerful. It's living able to, to pierce deep down where we live, where we are, and change us. We thank you. It's your word, Lord, that took us from that miry pit and set our feet on a rock and established our goings. We thank you for the man of God. We thank you for our pastor. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us the word of God, showing us, Lord, that there are miracles in the presence of the Lord. We're thankful, Father, showing us, Lord, you're a healer. You're a provider. You are one who takes us from death and sets us in, in life. You take us out of darkness and show us where the light is. We thank you, Lord, for exposing us in our sins, Lord, and for touching our heart where we would say, Lord, I give up. I surrender all, all to you I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but you washed it white as snow. We bless you today, God. We thank you for the, the love that you've shown to us, Lord, for your compassions that, play, that, that fail not, that new every morning. Oh, God, we praise your name. We thank you, Lord, for giving us the opportunity to worship you. You're worthy of our praise today God for all that you've done Lord we thank you for the hearts that have been touched this morning and this afternoon even from power hour Lord we're learning Lord we're learning who you are 
We're finding out, Lord, we need to know you in the pardoning of our sins. Lord, we need to know you in the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your suffering. Even conform to the, your very death, Lord, knowing that we have to die to self that we might live unto you. Oh, we bless your name today. Bless your people everywhere. Bless those on Zoom and on Facebook Live. Lord, those whose lives have been touched, whose hearts have been changed. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for door-to-door ministries. We thank you for answering prayer this morning, this afternoon. Oh, God, we love you. We love you for who you are. We love you for what you've done, for what you're yet going to do. And, Lord, we're looking forward to this day, the rest of this day. And as we leave this place, Lord, we don't leave your presence. We ask that you go before us, preparing the way, Lord, that we might have an encounter where we might be used of you. We might be able to see somebody that has prayed for our coming. Somebody has prayed, Lord, that we might come and share with them a word from the Lord, a word of hope, a word of peace, a word of love. When we need it, we thank you today, God, just for being used by you. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Bless us, Lord, as we leave this place. Bless the 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 box on the wall, God, opportunity to be a blessing, an opportunity to worship you in giving. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for how you blessed us. We thank you for those that are in the back, for the work that they've done. We love you today. Have your way, God. Have your way as we leave this place. Have your way as we go home. Have your way wherever we go in this day. We ask it in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And amen. God bless you.